Hey podcast fam, it is Claire Tuning here, coming at you behind the mic. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining me for episode, what is it, 95 I think it was? I peeped at my calendar before I hit record, but I'm <laughs> seeming to have forgotten what I looked at a couple of moments ago. I think it's episode 95 here of our show, so whether it's your first episode or your 95th, I want to thank you up top for being here. So before we dive into our content and the Yours Truly Goal Slayer post of the week, I gotta briefly share this one story because it's at the forefront of my mind because it just happened to me about five minutes ago before I hit record here on the episode. So I was getting ready to to make a snack. I was feeling a little bit hungry and you know, a, a part of intuitive eating is hashtag honor your hunger. That's actually one of the 10 principles. So I was getting ready to act on honoring my hunger in a way that felt satisfying for me. So it's been really hot and humid here in the Northern Virginia area. I was spending some time out in my office which is actually in a sunroom so it gets pretty pretty warm out there we got to stay cool and hydrated so I thought to myself well a smoothie sounds really great right now so I went into the kitchen and I threw a couple of random smoothie ingredients into the blender and I plugged it in and I hit power and it wasn't working the first time, so I switched the plug. I was like, you know, maybe something's wrong with the plug. Let me reset it. And I had gotten to trying about three different power outlets in my kitchen before I had the thought, oh my gosh, maybe it's not the problem of the electrical outlet, but maybe it's a problem of the blender. So here I am. 10 minutes later, uh, no smoothie or, or cooling beverage in hand. I, I did choose another snack to honor my hunger, as I say, but if you're wondering what I did with the full blender full of smoothie ingredients, luckily it was like the individual sized attachment for the blender, so it's not like the whole big canister, but if you're wondering what I did with it, I <laughs> stuck it in the freezer, cap on, <laughs> lid sealed and everything, hoping that maybe if I try tomorrow, the blender will have magically fixed itself, but I don't know, find me later tonight on some uh, Google forums or some some Q&A of the, the Ninja Blender to figure out why the heck it just randomly decided to stop working on me. But I uh, hope you enjoyed today's story <laughs> session of the podcast. Wasn't planning on sharing that, but hey, literally just happened, so why not? Um, but if you are a regular listener here to our show, you know we always kick off the episode by featuring a Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. So if you are new here, this is a free private Facebook community that I run for really anyone who is interested in learning more about intuitive eating and how to take those 10 principles and bring them to life throughout daily life. So it's filled with my past clients, some of my current clients, and just a community at large who is very supportive and encouraging, and we hold space for conversations like the one you are about to hear. So what I'm going to do here with this post, I know a lot of the times I will read the post and then offer my take or my feedback for the writer and for all of you here on our podcast, but to be 
completely honest, our community over there in Facebook has been growing and the interaction has been incredible over the past couple of months. And I am blown away for lack of a better term at the amazing suggestions that a lot of people in our community have to their fellow group members. So I'm going to read the original post that was made and then a couple of the comments that, to be honest, I really don't think I could have phrased better myself. So why reinvent the wheel if we don't have to? So the original post reads, how do you stop comparing yourself and your weight and your size to others when there is so much pressure in the world? I've been having a hard time combating this issue. I always focus too much on the scale because I've been told to lose X percentage of my body weight to help alleviate the symptoms. And then she writes a medical condition there and she follows it up with, even though that weight loss recommendation only helps a fraction of people with this condition. So one commenter or community member writes back to her, the first thing I did was I threw my scale away. Then you just take it day by day. I used to have anxiety attacks about, I used to have anxiety attacks about just this thing when I started. Words are hard sometimes, my friend. And I would breathe through them. I did this practice intentionally, and each time I got to the other side of the anxiety, I realized that I was okay, and better yet, I was able to handle the next one even better, much more calmly. I no longer have these anxiety attacks about weight. It doesn't mean that I always love what I see in the mirror, but body positivity is more than just being in love with what your body looks like all the time. As for not comparing, I have told myself again and again that it isn't fair, not to me, and not to the other people that I'd be comparing myself to either. I am uniquely me, and they are uniquely them. And that comparison and shame is actually a bit of a mental health struggle that needs to be addressed. You can do this. So... I commented back to that commenter saying, uh, I love that, especially the part about comparison not being fair to, to you as the individual and to the other person, because as we've talked about many, many a times on this podcast before, we can't really gauge one's health or one's behaviors from what we see on the outside, because health is not a look at the end of the day. So the other comment that I wanted to feature here is a little bit lengthy, but I am going to read it in full because, again, this individual was so kind to take the time out of her day to respond and put these thoughts in words in a way that I was not able to. So she writes, I'm so sorry that you were struggling with this right now. A few things that help me when these feelings... Here are a few things that help me when these feelings creep up for me. My reading today is a bit of a challenge, but that's okay. She says, number one, reminding myself that I have no idea what other people with quote-unquote ideal bodies are doing to maintain that weight. Maybe they are constantly preoccupied with thoughts about food and exercise, and maybe they're stuck in a lifestyle that they wish they had the strength to break out of. I remind myself that I have worked so hard to break free from that cycle and continue to remember that just because a large majority of people are engaging in dieting, strict exercising behaviors, etc., does not mean that is actually healthy. Our society is broken, not me and not you. Number two, reminding myself that everybody is built differently and my body is smarter than I give it credit for. Just because my friends or coworkers or peers are naturally smaller than me doesn't necessarily mean that my body is supposed to look like that. 
And it doesn't mean that anything is wrong with my body either. Everyone is built differently and has different needs, and it is so important to honor our own body instead of comparing it to others. Number three, nothing good happens when I decide to weigh myself. Listening to what my body tells me is going to give me more valuable information than that scale ever will. And lastly, number four, she writes, make sure your doctors are treating you in a way that aligns with what you need. There are doctors out there who will be sensitive towards weight and body image related challenges. So those are the two comments that I wanted to feature in relation to this post. I hope you listener maybe found this conversation and the advice from some of the members of our community to be helpful and maybe timely for whatever you might be going through in your own journey. So as I say, as we wrap up this section every time on the podcast, I would love to have you come and join us here in our community if you are not already hanging out with us. As you can see from this one post that I just read off of, it is a great place to have these conversations, to connect with people who are going through or have gone through similar things, and it's really just an awesome place to find community in some of the struggles and challenges that you otherwise might feel a little bit alone in. So if you're looking to come hang out and come join us, like I said, it is a free private community, all you have to do to join is fill out the brief application that is required so I can get to know a little bit more about you and you can learn some general guidelines of our community so we keep it a really safe space for everyone who chooses to be there. So the best way that you can find the link to that application is on my website. That is clairetuning.com slash community Again, clairetuning.com slash community. If you are an Instagram user, you can also find the link directly in my bio. So at clairetuning on Instagram, uh, Instagram, I just said Instagam. I don't know, like Instagram all, but on Instagram, click that drop down link in my bio and there is a button that you can press that will take you directly to that page on my website. And then once you fill out the information in the application, my team and I will be in touch with you to let you into the community so you can learn and interact and feel support and all of those great things that come along with a community. So da 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 without further ado. Did you miss my fancy transition music, by the way? But without further ado, we are kind of going back to a format for this episode that we haven't had for quite a few months here on the show. And the title of this format, or what I call it, is a client spotlight episode. So I am so incredibly grateful to be able to work with so many different individuals in a one-on-one fashion. As some of you know, all of my my coaching and my services that that I do offer are virtual. So I have the opportunity to connect with people from all over the country to really hold space for them as they work to heal and improve their relationship with food and body. And some of those individuals that I am so grateful to have the opportunity 
opportunity to get to know and to work with as they're approaching the end of our journey as a team together, which they decide when that is going to be because everyone's journey and process looks a little bit different. But when they let me know, hey, I'm ready to graduate, I'm feeling confident and moving forward on my own, I will oftentimes ask, depending on the, the individual and you know our journey so far, I will sometimes ask, are you willing to share a little bit of your process in your journey if someone else might find it helpful and inspiring to whatever they're going through right now in their own lives? And this individual that you are about to hear from, of course, said yes <laughs> to that request. And she was so gracious with her time to come on it was either right before she graduated or right after we conducted this interview back in either January or February. So it's been a couple of months now, but she was so gracious and open with not only her time, but also her story. So I hope you listener will find something valuable, something helpful that she shares or she talks about, and maybe it will resonate with you and help you through whatever you're working through right now. Or maybe if you're thinking, yeah, I don't know about this intuitive eating thing? Is it right for me? Maybe some of what she has to say will help to point you in the right direction. So without further ado, here is the Client Spotlight episode with my friend and past client named Emily. Enjoy. All right, I am sitting here with Emily. She is here for our Client Spotlight series. So first of all, Emily, hello. Thank you so much for being willing to hop on and share a bit of your story, but how are you on this Tuesday? I'm doing very well. Yeah? Enjoying the, enjoying the winter. <laughs> enjoying the winter? Has anybody ever said that before in their entire life? I'm enjoying the winter. I'm gonna have to quote you on that. <laughs> Um, but as we were talking about before we hopped on camera, I am so grateful that you are willing to share a little bit of your story and a little bit of our journey together because today, for anyone who is listening who doesn't know, our, our final call together as a team, your wrap-up call is coming after our spotlight interview here. So I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to be a part of your journey and I'm also very thankful that you're willing to share some of what you have learned with anyone who might be listening. So the first question that I have for you is where were you before you and I started working together and before you found intuitive eating? So before I found intuitive eating, I was constantly like super focused on food all the time. I was definitely dieting. I've been dieting since I was a teenager and I was just, I was miserable. There was like no hope at the end of the tunnel. I had gained some weight after losing some weight. So it was just like this, as we all know, this pendulum of just going back and forth and back and forth. And I just was just fed up with it. Yeah. And I really kind of flash back to some of the first times that we connected and you're like, I'm tired of, you know, the pendulum going back and forth of being on the cycle, this hamster wheel of, of dieting. So thank you for, for sharing that. And I would love for you to let everyone know as we're kind of nearing the end of our journey as a team, of course, it's not the end of your intuitive eating journey, but kind of flashing forward eight or nine months from what you were just speaking about. Are you still feeling like you're on the pendulum on the roller coaster or are things maybe a little bit different now? No, things are a lot different now. Like my brain 
can be open to so many more things. And like, I've actually worried about real concerns in life and not just meal prepping every second of every day and counting little points and stuff. Like it's just like a weight's been lifted. Yeah, I love it. And I'm always kind of curious because I think, you know, when we're coming from a world where we're taught, you know, nutrition is only used to manipulate our body or, you know, movement has to look a certain way or you have to track points, you know, track macros, all of these things that we're taught. Oftentimes I find that the intuitive eating message can at first be met with a little bit of skepticism. (laughs) Like, what is this about? Or is this a real thing? Or can I really be healthy if I start to focus less on food and less on calories as you were speaking. So I'm curious, and I don't even know the answer to this question, so this will be a new one for me, but you know, before we started working together and, and as you first heard of intuitive eating, was there anything you were skeptical of kind of starting out? So I, I came from a background of binge eating. So I was like, if I start eating, am I ever going to stop? Like that was, that was my biggest fear was if I start, will I stop? Yeah. It's, and I know too, when we're talking about, you know, one of the principles of intuitive eating that we we've worked on together is allowing ourselves unconditional permission to eat and enjoy. And I know sometimes when you're in that mode of like the pendulum swing, as you were talking about before, or, you know, it's having those strong binging tendencies to be told, give yourself unconditional permission to eat that, that can kind of be like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I just eat and then I, I, I level out or, you know, my, my urges to binge stop. So I'm kind of, again, coming to the, the end of our coaching journey here. Um, has thing, have things leveled out for you as far as that is concerned or is that, that skepticism still there? <laughs> Oh, it, it's definitely changed. Um, so like towards the beginning, like I had all these foods that I was like, okay, I, I shouldn't eat this, but I have to give myself unconditional permission. So at first I ate them and then I ate them a little less and then I ate them a little less. And now I just enjoy them whenever I feel like having them instead of feeling like, oh no, I can never have tacos or I can never have pizza. I can have pizza whenever I want. So I only eat pizza when I want now instead of, every day because I shouldn't. It's just like this whole 360 like mentality since giving myself permission, I truly give myself permission. Yeah. And now kind of as you're describing, it's like when you offer yourself permission and it's allowed, the experience becomes more enjoyable, right? You know, we don't feel like we're breaking a rule or we're doing something bad or we have to hide it. So then the urgency kind of lessens around it. Like you mentioned, you eat pizza when you want pizza and then you move on. And some days you want it some days you don't. (laughs) And that is okay. So it very much levels out as far as that's concerned. So the next question I have for you, I know is a bit or a lot of a loaded question. So I know you probably have multiple different things that you have learned that you're taking away from this journey. But if I were to ask you, what is one of the biggest lessons or the the things that you are happiest that you have learned, what maybe comes to mind for you as one of the, the biggest takeaways from our time together so far? So it really hit me, especially, um, I think a couple weeks ago, you were talking about nourishment and how we nourish like mind, body, soul. Like we cover all three, like intuitive eating is not just the food. Like once you get past the food part, it opens up this whole world of, you know, I'm going to take care of my body. 
I'm going to make sure I make time to make sure my soul is taken care of. And then I'm receiving love and giving love. Like it's just like a whole nother world opened. And really the one thing I learned is that after you're able to like start caring for yourself, you start investing in yourself and all friends, not just eating. Yeah. I love that. So kind of, you know, when you come into this journey and we hear intuitive eating, we think it's going to be really heavily focused on food, but it kind of sounds like a little bit of what you're sharing is like, yeah, of course, you know, we talk about the food, but really as we free up some mental space that was maybe once taken up by the points, the the macros, the calories, good food, bad food, you're really able to see all of the different fronts and the abilities that you have to nourish yourself that, that go beyond food. I love that you touched on there talking about relationships and investing in ourselves and making sure that we're taken care of on multiple different fronts just beyond the food. And that actually what you offer there ties in really well with the next question that I have for you. Um, I'd love to know because we all have different definitions of health, right? One of the first questions, I don't know if you remember, but one of the first questions that I asked you before we even started working together, it was on our first strategy call. I asked you, what is your definition of health? Or when you think of Emily's, you know, happiest and healthiest version of herself, can you describe that to me? And I can't really remember exactly what you said then because it was a while ago, right? You know, we've come away since then, but I'm wondering, has your definition of health shifted or expanded at all throughout this journey? And if so, can you maybe describe your, your current definition as opposed to your previous one? So before I started, I, I, I'm definitely like a outward focused person. I like to put everybody else before me. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm healthy at the end, it's great too. But like through this journey, of course, in the beginning, it was like, you know, I want to feel good and I want to nourish my body and, you know, just very vague answers. But now it's like, it's always putting me first. Like my nourishment, like if I have a medical issue and I can change it with you know, what I eat, that comes first. Like if I have, you know, something I need to look at that comes first. If I see someone and I feel like I need to catch up with them, or if I have a hobby that I want to get into, like my health is putting me and what I need to make myself a better person, to make myself useful to others. Because if I'm only running an asshole, I can't fill anybody else up. Yeah. I love that so much. And that is so in in alignment with what I've learned about you over the past eight, nine months. I I believe you shared with me on our very first call, you say like, I'm a a giver, right? I want to help other people, right? And something that we focused on is very much in alignment with what you said. Like, it's awesome that we want to give and help and be there for other people. But like you just said, if we aren't taking the time to say, well, what do I need? Or how can I prioritize my self-care and my needs, then I, I I I don't want to butcher the glorious quote you just offered, but if you're running at half full, then you can't serve others. Did I hopefully hit the nail on the head? I kind of, yeah, that's probably good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Emily, the last question that I have for you kind of focuses on um, any advice that you might have for someone else who is maybe looking to intuitive eating and they're maybe in that like pre-contemplation stage of, I've been dieting for a really long time and I know it doesn't work. And I hear people talking about intuitive eating and making peace with food and, you know, taking care of themselves as you just shared in a different way than is portrayed by diet culture. 
Master. What might you say to someone who is looking at this journey, they're maybe considering it, but they don't really know if it's for them or they don't know if they want to take action and move forward? What would you say as someone who has taken action to move forward on her own intuitive eating journey? So if you're like waiting to do it, just, just like do it. Like, (laughs) like I know it feels like you're in like shackles all the time. And especially like if you're always thinking about food or exercise, like there is so much more to life. Give yourself a whole lot of compassion. I know everybody says that, but I'm being so serious. Give yourself compassion because we are so quick to judge ourselves that we will tear ourselves down before we can even start hiking up the hill. And then probably like if you're already in the journey, really hold on to your wins. Like make sure you write them down or like whenever you feel like you have a victory or something, aha moment, write them down and remember how you feel or vocalize them to somebody because they're really easily passed over. Yeah. I couldn't agree with that last one more. And like my cheeks hurt from smiling as you were saying that, um, because something that we have always done on our coaching calls, like, you know, our first order of business is always, what is your win of this week or what went really well? And I'm, I'm super happy to hear that your piece of advice now is like to hold those moments close. Um, and don't forget them because we know that progress isn't linear, but by remembering those moments where we feel really good or really empowered, that's how we push through in the moments that feel more challenging. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on to our client spotlight series, for sharing a little bit of your wisdom that you have gained from the past eight, nine months that you're going to continue gaining and nurturing on your own. I can't thank you enough. And that is all we have for now, folks. Yours truly, Claire and Emily. Ta-da! There you have it, folks, listeners of the pod. That is our episode for today. Again, a big shout out and a thank you to my friend and now my past client, Emily. I know she is a listener to the podcast, so if you're out there, know that I'm thinking about you and know that your message is reaching the the listeners. I was about to say the eyes. No one sees a podcast, but the, the ears of the listeners, there we go, of the podcast. So if you are listening to our show here, or any of the other episodes that we have on the pod and you find any of it to be helpful and supportive of your process, the best way that you can say thank you and pay it forward here on the show is to take a couple of moments, whatever extra time you have to spare, to tap those five stars and leave a review of what you love about the show, what you're learning, so of course other people can find the show and hear our message. So thank you for being here and you all know the drill. I'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Take care.